Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I'm here as an ex-cast member to talk with other cast members, old and new, from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. We're here to talk about all things Disney parks and resorts around the world. So pixie dust at the ready, let's get confessing. And she's back for another week and potentially more weeks. We will see if anyone listens <laughs> to these. Hi, Sophie. Hello, Bradley. See, I'm conscious now. You like dumped me halfway through the yeah. series. <laughs> like, oh, I, I just, I, I just, see, I'm conscious now about saying Sophie B as well. It's like, hi, Sophie. We know who we're talking to now. You, you and Sophie Wallace do have distinctive voices as well. Like again, yeah, we Sophie both have very distinctive accents that are definitely not the same accent. No, so people can tell what one we're talking to by this point. I think. Um, how are you? How's things? I mean, you know, it's good. It's been a long time since last spoke to you. So there's lots of things that have changed in the world. The wonderful world of podcasting. We recorded the last episode two hours ago. <laughs> um, but for anyone I had a great lunch. Yeah, yes. same. That was literally where we stopped, wasn't it, for lunch, which is great. Yeah. Obviously, there will be some time in between these episodes. Um, but for anyone that hasn't listened to the last episode, we are doing a ranking um, of all of our favourite attractions in the Disney parks and this is something new that I just asked Sophie if she'd be happy to do with me because I love looking at top tens, rankings of things. Thought you're gonna say you love me then. I was like, oh, you well, cute. Yeah, yeah, that that comes into it as well, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was like, no one better to do this with than the wonderful Sophie B. So um, it, again, if no one's listened to the last episode, go and listen to it because it's really funny. We have um, actually more similarities in Hollywood Studios opinions than I thought we would have. Um, but there's not a lot. We were saying this. There's not a lot of like options, and there's it's there's pretty obvious. Big attractions. It? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious. So I feel like Epcot's far more cult in the sense of like there's things that you don't like that somebody else does like. <laughs> kind of really major different, 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 differentiating. Oh my god, different, different. What is your problem? <laughs> that salad I think I poisoned myself um I did I, chocolate afterwards I, <laughs> she was like what did you have for lunch I was like a salad and now I'm eating chocolate um <laughs> I just can't you know I just can't get out of these I keep blaming it oh we've been through this crazy pandemic and I just keep eating but you know who cares um that was a digression again <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, just Sophie, give us a rundown on your shop, um, just so everyone knows what it is, where to find you, uh, in case they haven't listened to the last episode. Yes, so um, I'm over on Instagram at Signs by Sophie B. Um, you can find me on Etsy as well. I sell all things at Disney, so like character themed and also park themed. So I have a whole collection. If you love Hollywood Studios, like our last episode was on. I have a whole like collection about Hollywood studios, like frames inspired by them, bags, uh, pillows. Um, the bags are actually perfect park bags. I took them with me on my last trip. Um, again, today, so we're doing Epcot. So I have Epcot collections as well. So if you're a Figment fan, if you love um, Spaceship Perth or anything like that, go and check it out. I have a great Grand Fiesta tour sign as well um we have bottles coming to the store very soon which again we have four park ones and um i've just added lazy susans i keep saying lazy susans to people and quite a lot of people are like what are they yeah that, what is a lazy susan so basically it's like a tray for you to put things on but they spin round 
So say if you've got something at one side, so the, the great like centerpiece for a table. So say if you've got like the salt and pepper on it or sauce oh. or whatever, you can like just spin it round to grab the one you need. I love that. Yeah, they're really clever and really handy to have. So I've got like two designs of Lazy Susans um, in two different stains and different color options. So you can go check them out. They're mm. all available now. And uh yeah, I'm glad I can teach you about what lazy seasons are today. Yeah, it's great. First thing we've <laughs> learned. I'm I'm loving it already. Um, but yeah, go and check out Sophie. All of the information will be in the description to this episode and over on our Instagram as well. Um, Precast said that obviously there are more than 10 attractions. We are going to be ranking our top 10 uh, things because if we ranked everything in the park, we'd be here for five hours and we we can talk. So um <laughs> we would literally be here for over five hours. So um we will post a list of all of the attractions that were up some of them are very surprising yeah like the ger- the tra- the little train set in Germany <laughs> yeah. that was as an attraction apparently and then um, also so technically this wasn't po- the jaminators in case you're wondering what they are because Bradley literally had no idea we were just discussing them yeah so they're basically they're the guys that come out dressed as like custodial or you might like recognize them as cleaners or whatever and they start like playing the drums on like bins and things like that Bradley was like what in the Africa pavilion I'm like no because they've got the drums in the Africa pavilion so I thought that might have been what it was I said on bins like metal stuff is it is it new? I've never seen it before. And I worked there for a year. They do it in like the, it's not in the world showcase. It's like future uh, world. They like pop up. Evidently it's not in my top 10. <laughs> Shockingly. Um, Imagine if I'm like number one. Yeah. <laughs> the Japanese. You know, one thing I did forget to say in the Hollywood Studios episode was the Citizens of Hollywood. I feel like that should have counted as a top 10 and it probably would have been in my top 10. But it's a, it's a nice little bonus, bonus feature like, for me. They're not currently on, are they? They, I think they've done a couple of random things, um, but full time again. Yeah, I think they're quite a sporadic attraction, anyway, aren't they? They're not really there permanently. Is a bit. It's a bit like the Dapper Dan's, like they can show up sometimes and don't. Uh, I thought the Dapper Dan's are there every day. Oh, they are. Yeah, don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been five years. They're a great um, host, Bradley. Great host. Awful. <laughs> This is why I always need someone to come and basically take the reins and I just put my name on the front of it. It's great. <laughs> take all the credit. Yeah. I don't take all the credit, just about 90% of it. Um, but yeah, anyway, so all of the attractions that we could have picked from will be in the description for this episode in case you're wondering. Um, and yeah, we'll be ranking our top tens. I think we've both come to the conclusion that there were none, no attractions other than the Jamiters and um, that I've not seen before uh, that we've not, taken part in or watched or so the one thing i'll say is i've not done remy's adventure yet same actually um in the i know it's the same as the one in paris which i have done but it was that long ago i can't really remember it. i've never done it in paris either so that's one for both of us and also i've not seen harmonious so i am i am referencing to illuminations as their nighttime show if it does come from my top 10 so basically it's in your top 10 maybe <laughs> Come on. I don't think you can do that because no, Illumination isn't there and it's completely different. Well, I'm referring to Illuminations and you can refer to Harmonious. Right, that's cheating. I feel like they might end up falling in the same place when I have watched Harmonious anyway. Because Illuminations wasn't my favourite show at Disney. It was probably my least favourite out of the uh, Happy Ever After. Yeah, I'm not... 
I mean, I I only watched it once, so I, I keep saying maybe, and I just keep holding on to this up. I'm like, maybe I was in the wrong spot, but I'm not a great Harmonious fan. I don't think it's like a 360 show and you can't see everything all the way around, which was the whole point of Illuminations. Like it was meant to be like a 360 show. Yeah. But now because of the barges. Although I also saw that um, it's meant to be like the first day tonight show and they're meant to be fountains during the day. I was like, well, when I was there, there were never once on those fountains. I've seen a few videos of them being fountains, but I just, I mean, obviously I've not seen it in person and I don't want to make a massive judgment. Really right ugly. Now. They're really, really ugly and they ruin world showcase. <laughs> okay, there we go. She said it. She was very bold and we have an opinion and it's great. I think that should be on your next merchandise line. They're very ugly. They are ugly and they, ruin and they ruined the world showcase. <laughs> Welcome Listen, to Harmony. Bradley, we always know that I'm always here to say what everyone else is thinking. And that is Just like why... everyone else thinks that Animal Kingdom is the worst park and it is a half day park. I mean, I was just about to say, why do you think I keep asking you to come back on? But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I said, we can talk for the entire world. So um, let's get into our top tens, I say. Sophie, do you want to kick us off with what your number 10 attraction is? And we'll also, 10 is our least favourite out of the top 10, down to one being our favourite. So my number 10, I feel like you're not going to agree with this, but number 10 is Turtle Talk with Crush. Really? Okay. I think it's really clever how they do it. I think if I had a kid or if I was a kid, like, I still enjoy it now. I mean, I don't necessarily do it a lot but I think it's super clever how they've done it yeah I think it's great how it makes an a character that you wouldn't be able to meet do a meet and greet with it's basically like a meet and greet with it like you can't meet crush if you want to do it realistically because he's meant to be underwater yeah so the way that people kids can do it and like oh my it's so believable like I sometimes sit there and it's like it it blows it's your very mind clever. A bit. It's very clever. It's super clever. And they like that it's still doing what Epcot was meant to be doing, teaching kids. Yeah. But then it's like, and some of the questions that some of the kids can, it's just so funny sometimes. Yeah. And the person crush in like apostrophe is super fast witted half the time. And like the responses are just great. I think because... I would say Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor is one of my favourite attractions. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, And I do appreciate Turtle Talk for the same reason, but I do think the reason... Turtle Talk, sadly, isn't in my top 10. Um, It probably would have been number 11, I would say. And now you're going to really disagree with what my number 10 is. (laughs) But um, Laugh Floor, I just think really, I don't know, just hits the nail on the head for me. Oh, yeah. Laugh Floor, but I think Turtle Talk is the perfect fit for that part because Epcot is meant to be an educational park yeah. so it's the same technology and I think both of them fit very well for the parks they're in and they fit yeah. perfectly I do think that um I mean who knows maybe one day we'll do a top 10 worst situation because I do think the seas in general needs a massive overhaul I think it needs to be I think it needs a revamp I think it's very outdated um and I think it's just an aquarium how are you gonna revamp that well I heard rumors a while ago that it was going to end up being the marine life center from Finding Dory that's what they were going to revamp it to um but I mean with all the cuts and stuff Epcot's had I don't know if that would ever happen 
I but... think it's super. I'd, I mean, it was meant to be like it was for a very, very long time, like the largest like indoor yeah. aquarium or something in the world. It's small, so they obviously yeah. don't have many like many aquariums. I don't know if it means like a one tank because that one tank is pretty huge. Yeah, because you've got to think it's like you've got it goes all the way around like the tank, the kind of ride that you have in it. And then you have all the tanks on the inside. And then the other side of that tank at the other side of the building is where you can mm. um, eat. Oh, my God. The name of the restaurant's completely gone. The Coral Reef, yeah. Yeah, the Coral Reef. So it's it's probably bigger than you probably realise when you're stood there yeah. just looking inside of a tank. I think the new largest one's in Dubai or something, shockingly. But yeah, so I mean, it's pretty cool that way, and I do love the manatees bit and like yeah, and I the think rescue manatee project. Obviously, with the land as well, it really does show that um, Epcot and Disney do put a lot of work into conservation, yeah. which is really nice. But I just think because Turtle Talk Crush feels so high tech, the rest of the aquarium and and definitely the season of Nemo and Friends. I hope that's not in your top ten because I think that's a dreadful attraction. Can you imagine? Um, do you know I was. I, I couldn't decide between the season Nemo and Turtle Talk because I do love the Big Blue World song. No. Oh, I love the song, but that's the funny name of the musical. Like, I, I also think it's quite clever how they do the projections of like the characters. So it's like in the actual tank. I just think they could do so much more. I mean, they could. I'm not saying they couldn't. I think we didn't. That's why I chose Turtle Talk over it. Calm down. Don't be shouting at me. But I do think that the. I think like for a dark ride, when you when we've got rides like Haunted Mansion, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, I just don't think it compares at all. I'm like, you can do better, Disney, come on. No, it doesn't. But then also the list of attractions you have in Epcot aren't the greatest, Bradley. <laughs> well, I actually disagree. Mm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure we'll get there. Anyway, do you want to know what my number 10 is? Yeah, go on. My number 10 is The American Adventure. It's just so long. It is long. And I have fell asleep in there a couple of times. <laughs> but, because I think it's about 40 minutes, isn't it? The, the show. Minutes, yeah. I mean, I'm probably referencing here to the entire experience being like Voices of Liberty. And no, that's a separate attraction. It wasn't on the list. I said underneath the message. Someone doesn't read my messages. Okay, well, is Voices of Liberty in your top 10? Yes. Oh, that's annoying because... Oh, I'm I'm merging them. I'm merging them. Oh, I because I it's it is the whole experience for me. I wouldn't but I probably wouldn't bother going to the American Adventure show if yeah. I hadn't seen Voices of Liberty beforehand. Because I think Voices of Liberty That's why I've done it separate because you can just watch the Voices of Liberty. You, you can, but I do feel like it I do feel like it is a package. I do th- I do think that the American Adventure fits really well with Voices of Liberty. I think that I can't remember what the song is in American Adventure, but I do know that America. I love it. America. That's it. Yeah. Your gold <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to play as I come off the plane at MCO. Like, oh, no, I, I do love this. That's literally, I I was debating where to put it in, but I, because I do really love that song. I think yeah. it's really catchy. I think it's really well done. However, I just think the 45 minutes history lesson is a bit much i think it's really impressive though like i do think that the animatronics are really cool i think the way it's staged is really cool um i also like i really am not a fan of the hall of presidents and i think that's a very similar attraction but i think american adventure is a lot more entertaining than the hall of presidents is um in magic kingdom 
it's I'm gonna be honest as well I know we keep bringing up aircon in these and that shows how British we are but like <laughs> Epcot is a hot park and a tiring park especially if you've been having a drink as well you're dehydrated sometimes you do just need a bit of AC yeah, and but Bradley you if you've been drinking and you've been in the heat you go into American Adventure you're gonna be passed out for 45 minutes this is why I fell asleep a couple of times in, in, in the attraction you know um but no I do Again, it's probably controversial, but I do think American Adventure is my number 10. Mm, okay. What's your number nine? Let's do it. My number nine. I know I'm going to get hate because I think people will think this should be higher. It's going to be the my, same. It's going to be the same. Go on. My man. number nine is Grand Fiesta. Oh, it's not. No, okay. Um, I think it's a fun ride. It's catchy, but I think... There is some updates that need doing. I think some parts of the ride seem very run down. Um, I do love how it is giving like the three caballeros like a shout out though, because you don't really see them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I do really enjoy it. I think it's really cute. And I think it's a great addition to um, Mexico Pavilion. I know there's been lots of rumors about like change it into an overlay to a Coco. Um, I'm here for that by the way I am here for that I I know that operationally it would need to change like you couldn't have the queue line in the in the pyramid and stuff but yeah I'm I I don't think it would be I I would be happy if like I I would still want the three caballeros to have their moment and I think it would be like an easter egg sort of situation I know but I just think there's not a lot of original and also you don't really have many rides with OG characters in it like you've only just now got Mickey Minnie's Runaway my accent <laughs> and that title don't mesh well. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You've only just got that with like Mickey and Minnie. Like there's, you can't, apart from Goofy's Born, but you don't really have Goofy featured in it. Yeah. You don't have many rides or attractions with the actual characters in, as in like the Fab Five. So I think that like that needs to be like preserved a bit. And that was like a big part of Disney history. Um, also, the three animatronics that are used in Grand Fiesta are the original ones from, oh gosh, what's that? There was an attraction that was like really old that they undid and they took it all apart. They used some of the animatronics in Splash Mountain as well. Really? Yeah. Is it America Sings? I think it was. Oh, I don't know. I think it was America Sings where it had like lots of like animatronics and stuff like that. They used some of the animatronics in... Do you know, like the bolt scene in Splash Mountain at the end, yeah. like the hens and stuff. And then the other three, the three Cavaleros from that are now in Grand oh. Fiesta. So they are like original, like classic animatronics. So I also love that part of it. And I don't know, like, I feel like Coco should have its time, but as something else. Yeah. And I do think like, I mean, this is literally me going off of, having the opportunity to go backstage at the parks <laughs> there is room like there is room for another attraction like they do have space um well there's that- meant to be more pavilions isn't there so like yeah they have the room to expand which i mean there's only 11 countries and in 11 countries actual rides you only have three is that including is not a lot of so frozen um grand fiesta and oh god and I think American Adventures clusters the other one. You have got Circle Vision in Canada and also Yeah, in but China. that's only a, 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 like a movie, isn't it? It's not like an actual... Ride, yeah. Yeah, like there's not animatronic... Like American Adventure, there's still anim- animatronics and things yeah. like that. 
So if you think that's, I mean, not shows, but rides, that's, that's not a lot to say the countries. No. And there was meant to be, so there was nine original countries. Um, Morocco was added two years after it that opened. Was Norway, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Norway was nine years after. But there's actually room for 19 attractions. 19 pavilions, you mean? Sorry, yeah, pavilions. Are there really? So, yeah. I mean, they've now kind of, I think they've expanded some and gone into them a little bit. Like, they expanded right. the Norway one, didn't they? And I think that might have used some of the room for another And pavilion. France as well has gone back quite a bit because of the Ratatouille yeah. as well. So I don't know if that would have been classed as... I don't know where they classed the rooms for the extra pavilions. Um, well, and they must have had the room where they were going to put the Mary Poppins ride as well. Yeah, and I... Well, yeah, behind the UK pavilion, you've got World Showplace, which is like an exhibition centre that is yeah. massive. So, like, they've definitely got room there. But also, I've... I, again, I don't know for sure, but I've heard that behind where the Africa... You know where the bridge is at Africa? Yeah, that's meant to be like a... They've got yeah. they've got room for two pavilions there, so... I mean, in 1982, they did actually announce that there'd be an Israel, a Spain, and an Africa pavilions, and they were all announced, and they've just obviously never turned up. Really? Yeah, and then we also have, if you like Google online, there's also concept art for Russia, Denmark, Switzerland, like, and there's a few more, so... There is concept art out there for more countries, and they did an announce more countries. So it is a one like the, I know there's been, especially over the past couple of years, big big talks of a Brazil pavilion. Yeah. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any. Like it doesn't look like they're going to add to anything. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but there's um, there was meant to be a Mount Fuji coaster in the Japan Pavilion. Yes, that was like an original. Yeah, that was like one of the original, and it was going to go ahead, but obviously they had to cut down money-wise. That was the one put on hold. I think they now use that space as like rehearsal space. Mm. But that was like, a, and the building's all there, and it's a big building. Um, some of the others that was meant to be, so Germany was meant to have a, a Rhine a River ride, cruise. Yeah. yeah. Um, similar to Maelstrom. And the UK original was going to have a Thames River Cruise, which I think these would have been way too many river cruises. Oh, can you imagine? I know. <laughs> um, so, like, there was a lot that's meant to be there. So, I don't know. It's just... I wonder if on the Thames River Cruise, they'd make the water really dirty and... and What, like, small world? Yeah. Oh, God. Let's not get that. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Well, I'll get on to Grand Vista because it is my top ten. I'll get on to my opinions on it when we get there but you're going with number nine grand fiesta yeah i my number nine and this is this is definitely going to be high up in yours and it's um people are going to think controversially but it is living with the land um <gasps> no yeah you see i i really do love living with the land especially after being a cast member um i think it's one of those attractions that just takes you out of the the busyness of the park it really is a calming ride but I I do think it's I'm going to eat my words later on when I say this but I think it is a bit of a cult attraction I think people enjoy it because it's living with the land rather than what the attraction actually is I think I don't know I really like my dad like for Father's Day one year or was it his birthday I bought him like the behind the seeds toy like I love seeing how like they do these different was things. it good he really enjoyed it he did when I say he's, he's not like a gardener gardener but he does that and he said it was quite interesting was and stuff it? like that 
um you can still do the beside behind the seeds tour now so if you are in it's what's it's not that expensive either no, it's i think it's like 20 30 dollars or something like that yeah. it might have gone up in price since i did it for my dad i think i'd like to do it just to walk around the attraction like yeah like he really he said it was really interesting and stuff so um i i don't know i really like it and i think i've also like when I was a kid and even now, like one of my favorite restaurants is uh, Garden Grill or as I used to call it like the round and round restaurant. And then <laughs> I love I, Garden Grill as well. I think, oh, it's, I, I think it's amazing. I think it's yeah. actually one of the best character dining experiences 100%. you can have. And it's 100%. so underrated. The food's amazing um, as well. The food's really good. I love the family buffet style where you can ask for more because I think when it's a normal buffet, it goes stale and like, I, yeah. I don't think it's very nice. You don't get fresh food. Um, so I really like Garden Grill and I think it's a great character meet and greet. And I love the fact that like you are seeing, if you've not done it, you do look into living with the land. Yeah. So I always have loved living with the land because when I've gone on it, I love like you're in the scenes that you yeah. can see when you're eating and things like that. So I've always really loved like every aspect of it before it does. I do understand what you mean though, like the cult thing. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't do... get me wrong though. Like I do love it. Like I do love it. I just think this. I think especially because Epcot is my home park and I've worked there. I think I just grew such connection with some of the other attractions. Yeah, I understand that. Um, but Live in the Land still a class attraction, and it's something that if they ever got rid of it, I think fans would. Only then will we be truly living with the land. <laughs> there she goes. There she has it. Also, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let everyone know that the Pangazi that they have on Living with the Land is not the Pangazi that they used at the fish and chip shop. If you really, because they say it, they use it within like the, all the food and vegetable grow that they use within all like. No way oh. could they be farming that many Pangazi to get through. Oh, the amount I do. Of they say it supplements it, so I do think they need to buy more in, but they do grow some themselves. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure it is. I'm sure they do use some of the food, but also the amount of Pangazi they got through while I was on my program is not the amount of Pangazi. The Pangazi would have to have a very quick lifespan to get through <laughs> that amount of fish. They don't even use Pangazi anymore either. So um, anyway, number eight, what's your number eight? My number eight is Spaceship Earth. Oh, that's low. I know. Really? I just, it's not high on my thing. Um, I I think it is. I think it really did need that renovation that it was going to have. Um, I, I, I think the photo thing, although it's fun, like it's so outdated. The your future world or whatever thing that it does. Yeah, I do enjoy it, and I still I know it's iconic and it's still great. But I do think it could have it. It does need an update. Um, like. I, I do appreciate it for what it is, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite, especially when you've already done. I mean, I'm lucky enough to already have done it quite a few times. Yeah. That like now it's just like, let's just do Spaceship Earth to say we've done it, kind of thing. Yeah. No, I think I, I think again, I think Epcot actually is very um, notorious for this. It is that cult attraction thing again that people yeah. love Spaceship Earth because it's a classic, rather than actually what the attraction is offering. And also, when people go mad about the smell of Rome, I'm like, it doesn't smell like great. Uh, <laughs> I think Lawrence has actually got a candle of Spaceship Earth in here somewhere. Like, it doesn't really... There's a lot better rides with a lot better smells than... Yeah, I'll give you that. Flight of Passage, that is a banging yeah. smell in there. Love that. Like, soaring. Like, even... 
pirates although I do have a big thing because I'll I've had candles before that have been like pirates of the Caribbean like meant to smell like I'm like this doesn't smell like the water pirates of the Caribbean no, no I do love <laughs> that smell of pirates of the Caribbean no. I, know. I don't know I think yeah I I think Spatial Perth is a cult classic I think people will disagree with you putting eight but I do understand where you're coming from yeah and I would still really welcome uh an upgrade in the future yeah just not before the next time I go like let me write it one more time and then you can do it (laughs) (laughs) I think it's one of those attractions as well that really needs they need to open a few more things before they get rid of something like Spatial Perth because oh no I think that's probably why they stopped that takes a lot of footfall so like if in a park that's so under construction you close that and the attract the wait time oh no yeah totally like they they need to keep it at the moment but I think it did need the refresh that they promised I think I know that the 50th for Epcot is miles away yet but I think when that does come I think that might be when we see new pavilions. That's when we might see upgrades to rides like Spatial Path that don't necessarily need it, but it will. I don't know, like Bob, Ch- Bob Chapek or whatever. He announced the other day that the Mary Poppins ride isn't like it will potentially still happen, but then it's like, well, is it though? It's bookmarked, it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it needs it. And I think it'd be one of, of all the additions they said they were adding to Epcot, I actually think that would have been one of the best ones to add. Yeah um because mary is such like a beloved character which but i think she's underrated in the sense that people don't realize it but then there is so much like love for mary like people love it so much and the movies yeah um i think that's probably one of the ones that they should have prioritized yeah i I do just epcot is a hot mess right now but I mean, we're nearly there. Guardians, I, I really wish Guardians had opened so we could put this on the list because I would have been really interested. I think it's going to be one of the best roller coasters anyone would well, ever It's meant on. to have the first reverse launch at Disney. I'm so excited for that. It's meant to be so cool. And then also, like, once it has opened, this, I don't think people appreciate how big the building is that they've got. It will be the longest indoor coaster in the world. Wow. And it would also fit four spaceship earths inside the building that is crazy which literally i literally remember watching them put the first foundations in as i'd get the bus from um car services backstage at epcot and then like going to the front of the park and just thinking just from looking at the foundations of what they were building like the first layer of flooring like this is gonna be humongous like and that just proves how much land disney has like they just plucked this piece of land out of thin air. Like there's so much land yeah. that they can use if they want to. And it's really cool as well with Guardians because the launch actually takes place because obviously the ride building is going to be where Ellen's Energy Adventure is. And yeah. the launch actually goes over the road that the cast buses go through for really? backstage. And then everything is obviously backstage because they don't have any land on stage at the moment. Yeah. So they have to build it all backstage. But it proves that there is land there if they want to use it. No, I, I do... I wish it was open when we were doing this because I think it'd be interesting. I think it would be very high, but it'd be interesting to know how high it'd be for yeah. us. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll come back to it when it's open. Yeah. Um, my number eight is the Grand Fiesta Tour. So not too far off of what you were no. saying. I um, I just think that some of the... I know it's it doesn't need to be like a heavy effect ride, but there's some of the screens that I just think are a little bit amateur where I'm like, it, this could be in, like, some, like, random theme park off yeah. of, like, a highway, you know? Like, but 
because I, I do that's not me slamming it because I do really appreciate it as an attraction as well. And I like that there's attractions in the parks like this where you haven't got to wait more than five to 10 minutes for it. And still it's really cute. It's fun. It's an addition to the pavilion. I didn't, my first few trips to Disney world. I mean, we weren't massive Epcot people, I'll be honest, growing up. So we just like have a skim around world showcase. And that was probably the park we did the least. And then we'd like base ourselves in future to do all the rides and stuff. And then obviously as I've got older and worked there, I've appreciated the park so much more, especially Epcot. And I didn't even know that you could go inside the pyramid, like for my first few trips there. Yeah. So I'd walk through Mexico and be like, this is a bit of a rubbish pavilion. And then you go <laughs> inside there and it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I really do appreciate the Grand Fiesta tour. I just think I, the reason I think I would welcome a Coco revamp is because I think it would get a lot more attention than it deserves. Um so yeah, that's why I'd go Grand Fiesta number eight. So my number seven is Voices of Liberty. Okay. Because Without American Adventure. Not American Adventure, okay. yeah, just the Voices of Liberty. I think it is absolutely stunning. Like mm. the work that probably goes in t- behind like those harmonies. And the thing is like, if you even have people walking past or maybe just quickly going in, if you hear Voices of Liberty, people stop and stay because yeah. the talent is amazing. It's so good, honestly. Like, I just think it's, this is where like, I love in Epcot that you had like acts from different, like, and um, I know music isn't America's that, but like you had like the traditional drummers in like Japan Pavilion previously and things like that. Like they do make a difference. It's part of like the experience of when you're going and looking around like yeah. the cultures of each country when you're going. And I just think it's one of the best ones. They're iconic for a reason. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's um the the way that I think every time I've been you look around and there are literally people with tears in their eyes because it is mm. that it is that incredible and the building the American Adventure Pavilion building oh, is stunning. incredible um it literally it's so royal and and just it feels it just I think it, I think enc- it feels expensive yeah, like it, it feels it encompasses, it encompasses yeah. what America sta- like wants to stamp or whether it's stamp yeah. I'm not sure but um <laughs> but we've I've spoken to quite a few of the um performers from Voices of Liberty on this podcast as well and the detail that goes into Voices of Liberty even comes down to the fact that every performer when they get cast in the yeah. Voices of Liberty show they all have their own individual outfits that are tailored and made and designed for them so oh, someone wow. actually designs it based on what they think that person resonates in their voice and their persona so like That's everything powerful. is thought about and when you think like this isn't a big show like Beauty and the Beast it is yeah. a 10-15 minute performance that happens before a 40 minute attraction but the fact that that much care still goes into it is just so impressive I but think not just that if you think it's only a 10 or 15 sometimes it's actually more moving and yeah. more like wow than those 40 odd minute shows the Christmas Voices of Liberty show is just amazing as well like if you want to if you want to get in the Christmas spirit that is where it like when they're singing all of the um like Christmas carols in acapella oh my god it's just it's it just phenomenal. Good. And all of the performers as well, multi-role across the park. None of them just work at Voices of Liberty either. So they're yeah, all... Yeah, because don't quite a lot of them, like Dappy Dan's tend to have quite a lot of Dapper stuff. Dappy Dan's, uh, Finding Nemo, Lion King. Like, it, they literally come from all across the park. So this isn't... 
I think there's a few of them that are just permanently based voice of liberty, but most of them are working in other parts of the part, as well as Universal as well. So it is like the fact that they do this performance multiple times a week and then they're doing other roles as well is just incredible. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, my number seven is Test Track, which I think is no. quite, quite low. Yeah, so... I don't get me wrong, again, like, Epcot is a really hard part for me to rank, but I, again, I think with with Epcot in particular, out of all the parks, I've done what you said about the last episode, and that is like, okay, if I had a day in Epcot, if I had to rank what I did, this is the things like, and, and Test Track, I could hit or miss. I don't know that's because there's so many times I've had to miss it because of the lightning in the area. Um, but <laughs> I I do, I love Test Track when I'm on it. And don't get me wrong, like it's one of my must-dos when I go to Florida next. I really do enjoy the ride. But I think, I don't know. I think, I just feel like there's something missing. I don't know what it is. I think maybe it is the like, the essence of Disney that I feel like is There's no like, story in place like I know that you're meant to be going through like experiments on a car but they kind of got rid of that theme in but it's still hard the old test track the old test track I think was a lot more Disney for me I don't know just because we all like the things that we originally went on and don't get me wrong I think it was a really um well thought out revamp but I just think compared to some of the other attractions in Epcot it doesn't make me it doesn't give you goosebumps you know like I finished I'm like oh that was so fun I loved that um, I also have never managed to make my own car and then match it with the car that I'm in. That's never worked for me. Really? So, no. So every time I'm like, what the hell was that point of that whole 10, 15 minutes of me making a car? It's probably like five minutes, but still. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why Test Track's a little bit lower for me. But um, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me on that. What's it is number- higher up on mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number six so my number six is journey into big bump i know i know um that's way too just low. because i think it is so overdue again this is kind of like same record playing isn't it here it's so overdue for a revamp but then like I think they need to revamp it, but then take it back to its original roots whilst revamping it. Like, bring the Dream Finder back. Like, bring these characters back with, like, that people love. Like, give us more Figment and Dream Finder, but then do it in a modern way. Like, you can still do modern technology and make it interesting, but then give us the original facts that we still love and still want. The way that they've done it now, like... I still love it. And some of the stuff is just so clever. Like the butterfly thing yeah. in the cage, honestly, it blags my head every time. It's so, so clever. But they just, whereas, and this is what everyone tends to say, that's done the original Figment, right? And then done Journey into Figment. Whereas before Figment was this fun Figment of your imagination, now he's kind of like a little bratty, annoying kid. Yeah. Like, they make him a bit of annoy- like an annoyance in this ride. I mean, I don't find him annoying, but... No, I don't find him annoying, but, like, the way he does stuff, it's not like... It's oh, almost like he's a cheeky chappy, isn't it? Yeah, like, like, it's not as, like, this... It's a bit like, you know, um, in Muppets, how they have, like, that thingy of 3D that just basically causes mayhem. Yeah. He's kind of basically that, but in yeah. Figment. 
and I don't know like I just think it's such a waste of figment like their character so beloved they could do it so much better so I think that like I do agree that they could do it better because I think that I think Epcot have just missed a trick for years with figment I think if they I mean evidently look at the goddamn popcorn buckets oh yeah like why why are they not embracing this character more i know that there have been meet and greets in the past but can you imagine like that was years ago like it would it would be you'd probably wait over an hour so they've done two different types of meet and greets with figment though so they did do figment as like a full-size fur character but they also did a figment meet and greet as someone with a puppet and it was Dreamfinder with Figment, mm. which I also think, I mean, either way, I think it's really, I do think it's, there's something that people love so much, they need to do more with it. And even like, I, I mean, I've only seen bits of Harmonious on YouTube, but I know Figment isn't a part of it, but like, Figment could have told the story, you know, like, why is that? Like your Jiminy not, Cricket character. Yeah, why is Figment not being used around the park? He's the only original Disney Parks character like and people love him like it frustrates me so much that he doesn't and I mean I think this I don't think this popcorn bucket thing was just just for popcorn buckets I do think it's things like this that Disney t- do to test if people want more of this thing without directly but not just that them. he's like the icons of every festival and all the merchandise sells hey, out. but not for a long time Festival of the Arts is a new festival and you know but like he's festival and like people buy the merchandise with him on all the time so and it's no surprise they've then done the popcorn bucket in it because his normal merchandise sells. I'd, yeah. And to be honest with you, I actually think the figment, like one little spark by the, obviously the Sherman Brothers is literally one of the best theme park songs yeah. that there is. Yeah, that totally and agree. There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, again, yeah. another Sherman Brothers song. It's so iconic and classic. It's like one of those... Do you know when I listen to One Little Spark, it does inspire me in a way, which sounds yeah. stupid and cheesy, but like it does have that vibe to it. Yeah. Like they honestly, they the Sherman Brothers were absolute geniuses, and their music that they created is stunning. Incredible. Now I never actually got to watch Epcot Forever, but they use a lot of the Sherman Brothers songs in that, and I think that's more Epcot than what Harmonious is. It depends. The Sherman the Epcot Forever, I think, was focused more on Future World and summarised what Future World was. The new one, I do think, just summarises what World Showcase is. But again, I feel like they're just forgetting about the rest of the park and they're just focusing on World Showcase. Yeah, and it's a shame because I do sometimes think that people genuinely do forget about Future World. And yeah. and I mean, hopefully with the revamps that it's getting at the moment and hopefully we'll get more of in the future, that won't be the case. But I do, it just feels disjointed. And I think it's something like Figment that could really bring it together. Yeah, no, I think that, I think you're right. I think they should have done Figment. Now you've said it, I do think they should have done Figment as like you Jim in a character narrator type or yeah. like the blue fairy that they've done before. Yeah. Or, People yeah. love that mascot. Like, anyway, this isn't a Figment podcast, but still. <laughs> But it I, will be. <laughs> I do actually get your ranking, even though I checked my nose up at first. Mine is, as you can probably tell, mine is quite high up in my ranking. But I, I think it's more for the character and the cult sake that it is higher up in my ranking. Which is ironic because you literally said the other shouldn't be as high because it's just for a cult I sake. I know, but 
I just can't let Figment be number six. It means too much to me. And he is great, but they just need to give him more tender love and care then and do something with him rather than shove him in that ride that he's not <laughs> using the best. I do love the Easter eggs though, going through the ride queue as well. Yeah. Like how it has like Flubber and then Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Like, it's really clever. And I do love how they do that. And I think it's super. Also, the bit afterwards when you come out that used to be like your fun games oh god image image works now is such a hot mess now like half the stuff doesn't really work like they've put non-new technology into it and then you randomly just have like a it feels uh, like you've stepped into like ralph meet and greet i think it feels like you've stepped into like an abandoned school that's not been used for years and it's like, oh my God, look at these things people used to play with. Like, that's what I feel like. When I was everyone used to play with them. If you actually come out the ride now, no one's playing with any of the stuff. No. Like, it's very rare because it, none of it really works. Full. It's just, it's just a hot mess. Sorry. Well, my number six is Spaceship Earth. Um, so not, again, not too far off of where you were at, but I... Again, do think it needs a revamp, but I do, again, love the nostalgia that Spaceship Earth gives. Um, All round, I think it's a nice attraction. I don't think it's the best ride at Disney World, but I do love it. I think as well, like, I've not seen the, what is it called? The light show on Spaceship Earth now? Oh, my God. Honest to God, the best part of the 50th anniversary. The really? all really good part. Those lights that they put on Epcot is one of the most stunning things I've yeah, seen. I'm so it excited is, to see it. Honest to God, like, I just couldn't stop looking at it. And I'm yeah. Epcot's never, I wouldn't say it's been an, I don't think Epcot's necessarily ever been a pretty part. Like, the landmark is the ugliest of the landmarks. Yeah. As our icons. But those lights they put on it is absolutely just like it looks insane gorgeous when they did the rainbow connection with like the oh honestly yeah. i'm excited hats for off it. to them there i will say hats off to them there yeah and to me that comes under the attraction you know like i think that... it doesn't that's a separate thing oh okay well where's it on your ranking then sophie well it wasn't on the <laughs> list of attractions <laughs> so it's not on anyway top five time what's your number five so my number five which i think people disagree because it is quite low is harmonious well mine is illuminations actually so So, that's what i said i do think i think harmonious will place in the same place as illuminations did for me it's just it's not a 360 show well i mean i've quickly but it's not a 360 show um they basically took a lot of the music from Happily Ever After, which is why I don't think Happily Ever After will ever come back because they're using the songs in Harmonious really? instead. They're not going to have two near enough identical song like shows as nighttime shows. Yeah. And I don't think it's done as well as Happily Ever After was. Right. So, and I just, I mean, although I wasn't that bothered when the Illuminations went and it still had those moments where it was like, give you a bit of goosebumps. Like when all the lights go off all of a sudden, right at the beginning when they like blow. The yeah. thing. And then when like all the lights come on for all the countries and there's like glitter as part of it. It's like- The soundtrack for Illuminations yeah. is insanely good. I mean, like- to be honest, the half of the reason I still loved Illuminations soundtrack is because they used half of the Tapestry of Nations, yeah. which way back in 2000s, I swear to God, I will die on this hill was one of, the best parades that Disney has ever done. Yeah. I still remember it to this day. I was like, what five? 
and they had like these metal like people on stilts playing drums and the music is one of the like I've put it on my phone it's absolutely like if you're not sure what it is it's on youtube go listen to it is it the one where they went around world showcase yeah they went around the whole world showcase and like there was steel they're like all like there's definitely health and safety issues in there as it is about a 1.5 mile walk but well they say that the reason they stopped doing the parades is because it was too busy of a park but i feel like well magic kingdom was the most busy of a park and you can still do a parade there so i feel like that's just an excuse yeah honestly it was but half of the music in that they used some in illuminations which is what but so i don't know i feel like it doesn't have that like gut-wrenching feeling that happily ever after did or that illuminations could do i think it's still a good show i just don't think the barges work personally i just think it just ruins the landscape that's what upsets me like the idea of looking across from american adventure or italy and just seeing all of the countries like again i've not been there and seen it but i can just imagine it just ruins the landscape completely it does it's it's ugly it's oh it just annoys me do you think it's something they could change do you think harmonious will change or do you think they might change the bar just so they come out later on in the day no no really they're that big i don't think they're the type of thing that they can move really? and, and put back yeah they're just they are huge and I, it's a shame. Just, yeah, no, I know. So that's why it's number five. I still think it's a good show. I do think I need to maybe watch it again because on the first viewing, you don't always get like, but yeah. So would have Illuminations gone, been higher on your list? I wouldn't say by much, but maybe slightly. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just think that it doesn't have like the same like... <gasps> where you had some moments in Illumination still that still gave you those goosebumps. Yeah. So I don't think you get any of that. I think the soundtrack's great and everything, but I don't think they use it as well as they did in Happily Ever After. Well, I think that, I mean, obviously a big part of my love for Illuminations was the fact that I worked in the park. And I think yeah. that means I sometimes took it for granted as well because I would hear it every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it, I think the thing I really loved about it was that it was just, there was no Disney music in it. I think that no other show did that, um, obviously other than Rivers of Light. But I, <laughs> yeah, that, the show that shall not be named. Actually, I mean, the fact that Kite Tales is the thing that has semi-replaced Rivers of Light is quite sad, really. But um, did you watch Kite Tales when you were in Florida? So I didn't sit in the, this thing, and, but you I watched it from it. a bridge. Yeah. Was it as bad as they say it is? I mean, I know they say now that half of the crashes are like on purpose to get the the kites down, but it just looks messy. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be one that sticks around for long. No, but we'll leave Animal Kingdom for another week. Um, I yeah, I Illuminations for me would have been my number five. Um, but number four. If you do love Illuminations, I do have a sign that's themed about Illuminations. There we go. Actually, Lawrence loves Illuminations, so maybe I'll get on that. There you go. It's really- um, what's your number four? My number four is Living with the Land. Okay. Oh, that's We've a lot higher up than mine. I do really enjoy it. I think it's one of the best like boat rides at Disney. Um, I love that it still has the education side, but then it has the other side. Like I love how you're going through the forest and then you're going through like the desert. Um, I don't think the song's on it anymore, but honest to God, I come off the ride every time and I sing the song. The Living with the land, we all love. Na, 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 I do you think that is on it? Living with the land. This is like retro. 
it was really retro. But I yeah. like that sort of retro Disney song. Like one little spark, I literally just come off singing every time. For the oh whole yeah, day. it's so good. Like yeah, so I just really enjoy it. I love both like halves of it. I think it's a ride of two halves. You have like the animatronic like scenery part of it, and then you go yeah. through to like the yes. this is our lab. Like this is what we create side. Yeah, no, it is, and it's. I think it's just a really therapeutic attraction yeah, to go is. on. But do you know the thing that has always baffled me is the way that the queue can go from sometimes at five minutes and sometimes it's like an hour. And I'm like, what has happened? I think it's timing wise. I think it's if like quite a few things finish at the same time. Yeah. Then it just, it's like kind of like what I said last episode with the all off meet and greet. Like if the Frozen show like dumps the guests, then they all kind of like went like in. Like if Soren's had a really busy patch. then Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> That makes sense. Well, my number four is I'm actually a bit concerned this isn't on your list. I hope it is. It's Frozen Ever After. Is it not on your list? It is not. <gasps> what? Sorry. <laughs> Are you joking? Nope. <laughs> Would Maelstrom have been on your list? I don't know, but I don't appreciate. <coughs> how they've took the culture out of the ride when it's all meant to be about cultures yeah but it's frozen is set is like inspired by norway you were gonna say set there and i'm like it's not no but it's inspired by norway no but that is the most tenuous link ever no it's not no i i don't know i just feel like it's taken if it wasn't for Ma- if it wasn't Maelstrom or whatever, if say if they were like taking Spaceship Earth out and just replacing it with a generic Disney ride instead, you'd be like, "Where's the creativity gone?" That's like the thing of the yeah, day. I w- no, the you're right. Ride. I would have done, but I don't. I and this is probably gonna lose me subscribers. But I didn't like Maelstrom. I didn't think it was very good. I didn't think it was very. I know it's World Showcase, but I don't think. It, I, I think it was the other end of the spectrum. I do think maybe there should be some more references to Norway in there, but I do, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's such a, I think it's probably my favorite boat ride attraction other than Splash Mountain, but like slow boat ride attraction in the Disney parks. I just think it's really well put together. I think the moment that you do, where you go backwards, when Elsa's gonna let it go, like the fact you get a second drop as well with the big ice monster. Yeah, but that's not because of Frozen. That's because they didn't change any of the ride track from the original. No, but I don't think the ride track worked with Maelstrom, but I think it does work with Frozen. Like- I think it worked more with Maelstrom because you're you're getting away from like the trolls and it is from Frozen. You're going you're going yeah. like you're following Anna's journey going up to the ice palace to see Elsa and then she uses her ice powers to shoot you down and it's literally frozen in like a three or four minute ride I love it I think it's brilliant I think it's okay I'm not saying it's a bad ride I just don't think I just think it's really obvious they just shoved an overlay basically onto it hmm and it is like it's. But what, but what do you think? What do you think could have been added more so to make it any better as a boat ride? I don't know, but like they could have changed the track. Something. I just feel like it's very obvious they've just overlaid. I don't think, I don't think it was needed. It. I don't think it was needed. Mm. No. I think sometimes an overlay works. It's like they. I think there's rumors of like Encanto overlaying um, the Swiss Family 
Robinson treehouse thing in Magic Kingdom. I don't I've... see how that would work, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great overlay. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I just think it's very obvious it's an overlay, and I think it takes because if. I think it's one of those things where if you're okay with that, then that's when Disney start taking more of the like, I like the original stuff and just replacing it with IP. Then that you can't comment when they do it on anything else that you might actually like. Just because you didn't like Maelstrom. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like I think, I w- I'm not talking totally wrong. I don't think Maelstrom was a great ride. I think the thing with the whole oil rigs and everything at the end was very like, oh god, yeah. like it was very down. But I just think they could have revamped it, and you could still make it into something better. But like you said, like either include Frozen within it and make it more. But there's like no reference to the country at all anymore. Now it's just a Frozen ride. Yeah, I do. It's get not that. a Norway ride. Like there's no reference to that anymore. Have they got trolls? Not really. <laughs> Not the same. Anyway, debate over. What's your number three? Top three time. <clears throat> My number three is Soren. Wow. I had no idea where your top two is going. Do you know? No. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, no. So number three is Soarin'. I think it's great. Um, I actually preferred Soaring Over California to Soaring Over the World. Okay. Um, but the soundtrack, like, is just amazing. I think oh, so good. I think it's a great attraction, but then I now don't think it's as great as it used to be. Now I have Flight of Passage, and you can see how they've took that technology and made it so much better. Yeah, I do agree like, with that. It's now made it not that it's not still great, but it's made it not as like <gasps> like breathtaking as you when I go on flight of passage every single time it takes my breath away. I think that I could sit anywhere on flight of pass and I have sat in a lot of different places on flight of passage and still have a good experience. Whereas I think on Soaring, if you're on the bottom row in the corner, you might as well not ride it. Like yeah. it is a waste of time. Obviously, if you're in the middle, um, top or middle, middle section it's a great experience but if you're in certain places on that ride it's terrible and also it kind of terrifies i know you should like, I'm like I, I try not to but if i look down and see how high i'm up it does give like you I are high a little bit. <laughs> you are high up but so, yeah i do and I, I do think the soundtrack they've made for it though is stunning i think oh, it's a masterpiece i, the I think smells the smells oh yeah the ride. smells it's on it is such a well done ride don't yeah. get me wrong and don't think i don't think that i just think the way that they've improved the technology with five passage is just incredible yeah it's um, really nice to see as well that they've taken like a classic attraction and improved the tech they haven't just said like oh we need yeah. to find something brand new but they've said like okay we've got this technology how can we improve this for yeah. now and yeah. that's what we've got out of it yeah and it's even though you, you if you think about it it's using the same technology you wouldn't when you just first go on the ride you wouldn't put two and two together yeah but you wouldn't click that but yeah I do think it's a great ride I do pref- I did prefer soaring over California but I still think it's a great ride I would have liked to see some like UK representation in there maybe a little bit but yeah it's good it's still great and that's why it's number three yeah I am my number three again is really I think this is really controversial and that is Mission Space um I know some people absolutely hate Mission Space 
Yeah. I think it's amazing. I remember again, this was like a this was like a first time <coughs> going to Disney World attraction for me where I I've always ridden the orange side over the green side as well. Um yeah, I don't think I've ever done the easy side. No, and intense. I just remember me and my family coming off it the first time and being like, oh my God, l- literally feel like I've gone in a rocket well, and like I mean, NASA actually did take part and help Disney create it into an experience. And NASA have even come out and said it's the closest representation to our training um, like facility that you can get. And it does it does actually make you feel like the zero gravity and things like that. So the way they've done it, it's just um, absolutely it's one of my favorites. I absolutely. Again, I know I mentioned last episode, there's a few rides my dad can't do and won't do because of his back. Yeah. Mission Space is one of them. Even the easy, he won't do any. Yeah, well, Lawrence won't that. do it. And yeah. so I've, I've said to him, that is one that I will be single ridering on. Because... Yeah, I, I think it's an absolutely, I love it. I love it so yeah. much. I think the only thing that I think ruins the experience a little bit is when you don't have a full cabin of people or they don't yeah. press the button. And the everything's time, just and like, then it's like, error, it's error. Like, yeah, and it's like, engineer no and it's yeah. like no one there and then it just like goes <laughs> and you're like yeah. oh it just kind of ruins the magic a little bit but i think it's still great it's, and I, I imagine that like it's a similar concept to smugglers run is it anything like it or not so smugglers run it, i think it does because i think it's different in the fact that no matter what position you get in mission space it doesn't affect your ride right experience in Smuggler's Run, if you are not a pilot, which I was not, it was a bit of a boring ride. Like, really? there's not much. Yeah. So, basically, if you, I mean, most, but if you go on Smuggler's Run, you want to be a pilot because otherwise it's a bit boring. Not boring, but there's just not much to it. It's a bit like, okay. I think Mission Space is the perfect mix of storytelling, thrill, um, <laughs> and just an all-round amazing experience. I yeah, love it. I, I also love great. the costumes that cast members wear in that ride as well. Yeah, and do you know what? It's actually got one of my favourite, like, ride exit games. When I was a kid, so I went with a trip with my mum once, and we, it was Extra Magic Hours, we, we rolled Mission Space, and then I played, I don't know, you know how there's, like, games to the left and there's the one to the right where there's, there's quite a few people, and then you're in, like, two teams. Yeah. Like, Orion and something. I used to play that, I played that game the whole extra magic hours. And then by the really? time I was, like, yeah, I was obsessed with it. I thought I used to find it so much fun. So like that to me was like one of the best. It's a really fun game if you've never done it, like <laughs> go and play it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that exiting it. So it's a lot better than like the other ones that we've mentioned previously. But yeah, yeah I, I, I do love Mission Space. I think- And you know what? It's timeless. Out. I don't actually think it needs a, re- a revamp. Even though it's been there for years, I don't think yeah, it, it needs- it doesn't. It needs anything. And I also think with the addition of like the new space restaurant and things oh like that- Oh my God, that, I cannot wait to go. Like, I'm even though there's been some mixed reviews with it, I think it's very clever and it is just like expanding that world more, especially seeing as like Guardians is going to be there, which is obviously in space. Yeah. It's going to fit really well with the area now. And really nice to see that like, a, I think an overlooked attraction by a lot of people because people do get really motion sick from it has been invested in. And it's like, okay, if you don't like this, then you can try this instead, which is another experience, which yeah. isn't a ride as such. Um, What's number two for you? my number two is mission space is it i th- see i thought i'm 
we're way more on the same page than I thought we would. I know be. we are, aren't we? But yeah, I love mission space. Like, and you like you said as soon as you said it. I know people. This majority of people are like ever mentioned it. Like, oh, I hate. I absolutely love it. I think it's yeah. a great ride. So, yeah. Well, my number two is Journey to Imagination with Figment. Um, and again, like I know I said this earlier, but it is, it is definitely the cult factor of Figment. I love the character so much. Um, I think it just is classic Epcot for me. Um, I almost like the fact it's a bit run down, but I do think Figment deserves more than what he currently has. And I really hope these popcorn buckets have shown Disney that Figment needs more than he's got. Mm, I feel like we're we're really dreaming if we think they're going to do more. I think they think it's something that works at the moment. It's there, so why why change it? Um, you say it works. It doesn't ever have a weight, so yeah. it will come. It will come. If this play I do, love, I do happens, love I do think it's great. I just it just needs more TLC. And yeah, a whole new ride overall. Really, definitely. Yeah. So your number one. My number one is Test Trap. Uh, oh, it is the fastest ride currently i will say at um walt disney world it goes up to 64.9 miles per hour i don't see the thing is when you say that you're like oh yeah but it's such a short time that you it's going it. fast yeah, you don't feel but it. it's not really a fast ride which i feel like you always kind of big up um, the new one that will be the fastest one when it opens is Tron will meet reach 70 miles per hour apparently. Is it really? Yeah. That's fast. So Tron will beat it once it finally opens. God knows when it will. I'm predicting um, October. That's my prediction date. What, like a year on the anniversary of? I think this October, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just really love it. I think, yeah, there isn't as much story, like, but I still enjoy it. I think it's quite fun I think I know this sounds but as a boy I think it's sometimes at Disney they can be quite focused on like girl attraction I don't know I think it's quite it, I think it's nice that boys get to have a good experience as well I know that sounds girls can obviously but because you get to make your own car and have that experience or something I think if they were going to ov- overhaul it and they wanted to add IPs to it then really they should have added cars to that instead of opening up that racing academy like you could have been like riding Lightning McQueen or something like that, and he could have been like trying. Like, have you been on Radiator Springs at Disneyland? Because no. I think that is probably another reason why Test Track is a little bit lower down for me because it's the same track, but I just think Radiator Springs is way more impressive than. But then I think they should have overhauled it then to a cars theming because I think like Lightning McQueen doing t- testing maybe for like trying out for what. But that wouldn't have worked in Future World. No, but then also you have other stuff in future world that I don't think necessarily would. Yeah. Like the new Moana play, where's that go? True. Like. I'm excited for that though. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It, there's stuff that doesn't really go in, the, which is why future world is a hot mess. I think they need to, which is why they are going to rename it. It's not going to be future world anymore. No. So I think they should have maybe overhauled it to maybe cars theming instead of opening that racing academy. Because I don't know if you've done that, but it's absolutely horrific. (laughs) I do think as well, though, that one of the things that (laughs) with the Disney company sometimes is 
that they repeat right like Ratatouille being in Disney mm. World I don't think that was necessary like I think they could have done something else I think they should have done something else um don't get me wrong I love Ratatouille I'm so excited to go on the ride but I think we should have incentive to go to different parks around the world Which I agree it is in a positive in a way it's the first like bilingual ride in Walt Disney World yeah. Because it speaks French as well. But then the other side, I do think they should have kept that because it was such a popular ride. They should have kept it as a thing to make people go to Paris. Because to be yeah. honest with you, there's not much that would make me want to go to Paris. Yet. Mm. Yet. Marble Campus, Star Wars, Frozen. Mm. I'm not a fan of the Paris Pike, I'm really sorry. I mean, I've not been since I was about six years old, but I'm super excited for what is coming to Paris in the next few years. Yeah. I know people will, but maybe I need to just go again. But yeah, there's, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> well, Test Track's a good number one. My number one evidently is Soren. I just love that ride so much. Again, I think one of the main things for me is the soundtrack. I don't know why, but sometimes walking through MCO, they've got that playing when you go through immigration. Have you noticed that before? No. Like almost every time I've been through immigration at MCO. Oh, actually, I think I have kind of. The Soren music's playing, and I'm like, okay, thanks for touching my heartstrings already. Like, and I love, love, love Patrick. What's his name? That does. Oh yeah. Also known as Kronk, also known as like he's like a million Disney. Yeah, things. he's so great. I just, I, I really just think, think, again, I like I said, I'm, I am that annoying person that I'm happy to wait, but I want to go on A or B two. I'm not going on any other. I'm not going. No, don't even bother putting me on the bottom row. Don't bother putting me on the sides. Like I will wait as long as you need me to. And if a cast member sassy with me. I'll let them be sassy with me because I've waited a long time to get on this ride and I am not taking anything else. I do also like the interactive way they've done like the line for Soren. Like I do, but it does annoy me sometimes when people are just stood there doing it and I'm like, <laughs> you could have moved up the queue. But then also I'm, I do hate people that are like, move up. And I'm like, why? We're not going to get any closer. Uh, <laughs> There's no winning with you, basically. I know. There? I'm just a moany bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have a few more facts for you if you'd like some facts. Yeah, let's do it. Doing it. So Norway actually has a, um, I think it's above like the bakery exit or something, but it has a roof that's a turf roof if you look out for it. This is because it's actually a tradition in Norway because um, it provides extra insulation, but cast members actually cut the grass on the roof with scissors like keep mm. it down because it's a real like sod roof really yeah are you sure yeah that's mad i know that's really cool yeah so look out for it next time you're because i've never noticed it before but i'm gonna keep an eye out for it now yeah. like, apparently it's only a small section of like roof but yeah just keeping out for yeah. that in norway um although canada has three totem poles only one of them is real the other two are made out of fiberglass and one of them's real, weighing over 700 pounds. Wow. Um, when the guy who was like an indigenous, I think it said Alaskan, it was from Alaska, indigenous. And then they said when he was originally creating it, like before it opened, guests could see him carving it whilst they were there. Really? Yeah. So um, there's only one that's real. I can't, I'm not sure which one. So maybe like a fun game. Yeah. When you can see them, try and find out which one it is. Um, Italy has obviously quite a few marble statues, very mm. popular. 
um, the statues aren't real statues. They're actually hollow. No way. Yeah. So they have a steel rod inside of them to keep them upright. But if you actually knock on them, they're all hollow. So it's easier to move them around, etc. Wow. Yeah. That's mad. Um... Even though there's a lot of like rumors about how countries are involved in the pavilions and things like that, that's how they get formed to be. The only country that is actually was actually fully funded by a um, country was the Morocco Pavilion. Wow, and I guess that's why they had so much say in it. Yeah, which is also why um, I don't know when COVID hit. There was a lot of issues with like the cast from Morocco. Yeah. Um, and that was obviously to do with like the government and things like that. Um, Ray Bradbury, which might not be a name that you recognize when I first say it, but he's the writer of the book Fahrenheit. Is it 451 or whatever? The yeah. one they do a lot in school. The sci fi writer. Yeah. Um, he actually helped develop the spaceship Earth. He um, helped with. Oh God, what's that festival that they used to do? Like the American, the world. That they made like great the um, carousel of progress for as well. World. That they'd make they used to make the rides for. What's it bloody called? Like the world exhibition or something. What? There was a thing that like Disney used to make rides for. It was like, you'll know what I mean when I say it. Carousel. What was Carousel of Progress made for? It was made for something. World's Fair. You know the World's Fair that they used to have a lot to do with Disney? Yeah. That's like why they made Carousel of Progress and things like that to show the World's Fair. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Well... Ray Bradbury was actually involved because he started writing a script for one of the things for the World's Fair with Disney. And then that script was then developed and turned into Spaceship Air. So he actually has something to do with Spaceship Air. Crazy. And then the last one, I want you to try and guess this one. Okay. How many triangle tiles do you think is on Spaceship Air? I'm going to chuck out a random guess. Okay, go for it. 6,500? Nope. Higher? 13,000? 11,324. Wow. And apparently Spaceship Earth all has a special drainage system within it. So if it's doing a typical um, Florida thunderstorm, if you stand underneath, it won't just run down the sides and like drip on you. So you'll be dry if you're underneath it. Crazy. I know. So there you go. Those I mean, it would there. be a big waterfall if you were underneath it. If and you imagine, like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Safety B coming with the facts. Um, that was amazing. I actually, again, feel like we, I mean, there was a bit of a disagreement about Frozen Ever After. <laughs> um, that's your second Frozen hate in this. It's not a hate. Theory. Like, listen, guys, I do like Frozen. I just think. They just kind of shoved it everywhere. Did you like the musical? Yeah, I really liked it. It was really good. I actually, I really enjoyed it. This is going to be a bit controversial. I don't know if I preferred that. During California, how they have like the full Broadway shows. Yeah. 
they obviously did a frozen one there that I watched first. I yeah. don't know if I preferred that. Really? Although the the singers were much better. Like Samantha Barks was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, like they are amazing. And the outfits were, and some of the ways that they did some of the stuff, like the technology just blew my mind. And I think for a kid, it'd be amazing. But I think I enjoyed the one in California better. I guess it's only like 40 minutes in California as well. So if you just want to like- it's long. Is it longer than 40 minutes? Yeah, because I remember thinking, no, it's probably just like a half hour show or whatever when we first went in it. We were sat there and it was like 30 plus minutes already in and they'd only got to like- Elsa running off and I was sat there thinking Jesus really? yeah it's like a full it was like over an hour wow yeah that's what I'm so saying, I guess like a full show I guess the fact that it is a bit more condensed makes it like less intense yeah I don't it was it I really enjoyed the one in California don't get so I expected to see like a lot of the references for that in this like they do a really cool bit do you know like when they're being run off the mountain which they kind yeah. of skip in the Broadway yeah. show, like they do the thing where they're actually like on harnesses and they're like slowly falling down, and then like it comes to and like they're on the ground. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's a really cool effect, like because they're in the air and then they slowly like come down and everything. Yeah, they don't touch on that. Like they're falling the off a mountain, which obviously you don't have any yeah. really of that scene at all. But I, it's actually really clever. It was one of my, I mean, we did watch it twice when I was there, and the second time they got stuck. <laughs> because the, no. the reindeers also like falling as well and they got stuck in the air they were just like hovering in the air and it was so funny they had to like stop the scene they had to like come out and bring them and then they were on the ground and then they were like it just started with them on the ground and they were like oh <laughs> well, there really is the classic cool. episode isn't there when they pull off her when she tries to pull off the dress and it doesn't come off yeah it's it's so yeah so i do really i did really enjoy it don't get me wrong but i also really maybe it's just some aspects of the california yeah. one more than they're both great in their own ways but yeah i do well, still love frozen thankfully there's no more frozen attractions we'll be talking about in the next couple of episodes but um that's what you're thinking like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's everything so there we have our second ranking complete i think next episode is animal, animal kingdom. kingdom yeah got to be so <laughs> for the, for the <laughs> I already know I'm going to be saying some controversial things on yeah. that one <laughs> I am excited to hear your opinions <laughs> we're not filming that one today <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> but um but no thank you so much for joining me again Sophie always appreciated um for having and me even again. if I don't agree with you it's still nice to hear what you have to say <laughs> Are you sure about that? Um, well, uh, don't forget to go and follow Sophie on Instagram at Science by Sophie B <coughs> and uh, to go and check out her shop on Etsy as well. And thank you so much again, Sophie. Thank you for having me, Bradley. I will see you next time. Yes, I'll see you next time. This has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Number. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic and bye for now.